Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello everybody, welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's the post-Derby special. Although we're not really feeling very special or festive this afternoon. Um, obviously you'll probably be feeling exactly the same. It's uh, the usual hurt, the usual anger. I'd say confusion, but Phil, I think the main point that you tried to make in your verdict was that in many ways we didn't really learn anything new from that last night, did we? Yeah, it, it, I suppose what I was trying to say is if, if you step away from the emotion and, and, and everything that's attached to the fact that it was Liverpool, if you, take, if you remove that, as difficult as it is, we learned nothing new about the Everton team. It was still glaringly obvious that they've got problems up front and that although there's been improvements recently in the way that they've played, it's clear that they're still a squad that needs overhauling, perhaps. Um, it was just the amplification that it came against Liverpool and that it came, the defeat came in the fashion and the manner it arrived, that, that sort of is just adding to the, the kind of the headache, if you like. It is some headache, though, isn't it? You know, one in twenty now. The stat won't be won't be uh, alien to any of the listeners because you know it was talking point before the game when Cumin was reflecting in one in nineteen. It pff, inexplicable, a horrendous run, the worst since the seventies, and uh, you just get you just almost felt yeah. it was coming towards the end. Yeah. Do you know what? The, I spoke to the fans after the whistle. I know what surprised me now. I think they've come accustomed to it. This is now the norm. Heartbreaks last minute. And it's sort of as if they're accepting it now and we're used to it and that's it. Where they don't feel hurt anymore now. Now, a last 95th minute winner in a Merseyside derby, they've just lost a game. And they've come out the ground thinking, oh, we're used to it. We've come accustomed to this now. Heartache after heartache. So, for so long, I think the attitude around the whole football club has to change. Now, we said it last season, maybe before we played Manchester City in the two semi-finals, again Manchester United in the other semi-final, last minute Martial. Now I could go on for the last twenty odd years. How many heartaches we've had, so many false dawns, everything else. We've come accustomed to this. Something has to change. I don't know whether it's the players. Well, we've changed. We've changed. Obviously, we've changed at the top. Have we? Martial's in. We've changed the manager. Something has to change in another. I don't know what environment it is. If it's the fans or the majority of the players, the attitude has to change. They can't. They're so used to this now, and it, it hurts some fans. But the majority for me, they just come accustomed to it, and it's sad to see that we're now just. And I'm, I'm a fan as much as anyone. I'm a, so accepting what's happened last night because I think when that eight eight minutes went up on the board and the whole of the ground knew what was going to happen, they knew what was going to happen. He just sort of said, listen, this is it now. It's not more certain than a Liverpool last-minute winner. We have to change that attitude. I don't know what it is, but it has to change. Was, was, was the fact that there was that feeling around the ground more to do with the performance in terms of what I was saying? There was a sense that we ain't got to score here. And there was clear as day that we were getting yeah. tired and dropping deeper and deeper because of that. I don't no. think... I think that we've got to... I know what you're saying, and I agree, so. But I think equally, I didn't see anything in the first half, anything wrong with anybody's attitude. 
No, no you can't blame the players. No, the yeah. players give their all for 90 minutes. No one could come out that ground and say, Do you know what? He was terrible, him. He was terrible. He uh, gave their all. I don't think they all. I know. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I think it was. You didn't give their all. Well, when you say give it all, you you didn't do themselves justice. I can think of at least two players didn't do themselves justice. Barkley be one last night. He, he, he tried everything. It weren't so. coming off, Gavin, but he was trying everything. You I can't blame his attitude. And I'm I'm. Well, hang on a minute. He nearly got sent off. He should have got sent off. To be honest with you, yeah. then he then haven't nearly got sent off. He tried his best again to get sent off. Is is you when he what little of the ball that he saw wasn't great. Um, I mean, in the first half, you know, we don't like picking on moments, but like, in the, and it's never going to talk about Ross. In the first half, in the last minute of the first half, he tried that ridiculous long crossfield ball that hit a Liverpool player. Then he tried to rectify by taking them all the way down the touchline. I think it was a Rigi, was it? Milner. He tipped up Milner, and he, think, and he, oh, he yeah, took him out. Yeah. Sorry, it was a Rigi. Yeah. yeah, and then in the second half, he, you know, he could have put, could have put us in difficulties by getting sent off. Um, so he didn't do himself justice. Well, could you blame his effort though, Gav? You couldn't. Well, that, that, that's what I'm trying to I know say. I don't think. I know. I, I, effort is to me. So it's a lot more than just running around on the pitch. But that's effort what... is, is your mental effort as well, and you and the way you the way your mindset is for the game. It's not just running around on the pitch. And I think he, he Lukaku, they've got sympathy with him because he was really isolated. Again, I'm not sure whether he worked hard enough. So that that that, that there's two two out of out of the eleven. And the, but the way where, where two or three players did really well on, on you know, uh, but I, I think going back to your point, I, I know what you're saying about attitudes, and I think you're right, but I, it goes back to what Phil said at the start it's getting better players in. That's your best chance of winning derbies, having better players, isn't it? Because interesting, Gav, the two players you've picked up on there are the two players who play furthest forward. Yeah, and also, like you said last week, like that, if you said Barkley was our key man, then we went through yeah. it, you know, so. I know what you're saying, so that about effort and I just think but, but the way two or three emissions. Yeah, I, I understand that, Gav, but first half we went in nil nil and everyone was going, Do you know what? Play like that again. We couldn't, we just didn't have it. Everton brought Everton lost two key players. The best performer on the night went off injured, and the yeah. goalkeeper, two substitutions forced on him. Now we brought on a thirty five year old midfielder yeah. whose legs were just getting run round. He just couldn't get into the game. Now, I understand he has got his he's got his pros and cons and whatnot. But he just couldn't get into the game. He was giving the ball away, Gareth Barry. So these substitutions were forced upon Koeman. He then brings on a kid from Sheffield United Reserves to go and play on the right-hand side of midfield. Now, Liverpool brought on Daniel Sturridge to win them the game. That was the difference. But, 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 That's the difference. He just, said, he just said there about like the, not faulting the effort of the players. And you couldn't. Like, but, but, OK, well, Barry was another one to say. He was another one who didn't, didn't do himself. But you couldn't fault his effort. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. But, but what, what you're saying is, is like... To a degree that I don't think the substitutions helped us last night. We were the goalie's just a forced. It's it's a, it's a non-profit substitution, isn't it? A goalkeeper yeah. in the game, isn't it? If that, if, if you'd argue that actually it goes against you because somebody's got to get a tune to the, to it. McCarthy definitely. But what do you think of the Calvert Lewin substitutions? Do you think there was a better alternative than bringing him on? Or I have to say I was I was baffled by that. I don't think anyone would initially criticise him at the time because we you know they saw. When he came on against Arsenal, he did a couple of useful things, and it was just, you know, he, he is a tall lad. Um, I'm not sure he's cut out physically for a Merseyside derby. Um, I would question that, whether physically he was ready to be pitched into that, that sort of contest. But then Morales, to me, kicking his heels on the bench has got to be a better option. He's scored in derbies, he's older, he's wiser. You know, surely he'd want to come on and make his point. Um, you know, on one hand, we're criticising Kuma for not trusting kids and then maybe having a exactly. pop at him for not throwing the lad on. 
I just think you, you, you know you pick your horses for courses, and for me, there's probably a better option on the bench. I just feel that. Look, I can see if I if I start talking about Lukaku, and you know I can see it from both sides. You'll immediately say he didn't have any support, didn't have any service, didn't. and and let me finish. Mm. You're right, he didn't. But then equally, I think it's the whole chicken and egg we've seen all season from him. At the same time, you need to see more. However, I've got a lot of sympathy for him. He is like a shire horse, and if you're asking him to run the channels for 90 minutes, and he's not going to do that. I don't think physically he can yeah. do that. But I thought what you saw in those two attacks, and granted there was only one goal that settled it, but we've seen it all season with Liverpool. They're the polar opposite of what we've got. And for me, it went down to failures in this summer from Koeman and his new coaching team mm. to assess what we did not and did have back then. They've got pace, brains and fluidity in all those three full positions. They sometimes don't play with a striker. We have got no pace, no apart from Balassi, no brains and no fluidity. And we have got a striker, but often you know those two don't marry up. So, to be honest, I think we're way beyond the times. January can't come soon enough. And I just the only thing I will say, Lukaku did start like a bit of a freight train. He did look like he yeah. meant it, but for me, that burnt out after half an hour. There was one point when, rightly, you know, you say he doesn't get any support. Ross Barkley got the ball and broke just in front of the main stand, and Ron was standing thirty yards away from him with two Liverpool defenders in in between hand. So if you wait for a cross. It was going to have to be some cross, not be cut out. He's got to get closer. It, you know, it's a two-way thing. Players got to support him. He's got to support advanced players. I fully, I fully agree with what you're saying there. For large chunks of that second half, Rom was 30, 40 yards away. And then you had Aaron Lennon basically playing as a left, left-back majority <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Then you had Calvin Lewin on the other side. He was like a fish out of water. He was looking like a lost boy. He was just chasing shadows. That's what I was saying. Yeah. About. And then you had Ross... Just trying to run round, trying to support now and then when he was just, he'd lost his head after after he'd done Henderson. And then you had Gareth Barry and it's just a guy basically sitting in front of the back four. So what on earth could Ron do when he's got that behind him? You, you, you could be the best striker in the world. You could run every channel going. You've got absolutely not a hope in hell's chance if that's what's behind you. Sorry to be a broken record, but it all comes back to quality and people on the ball. Yes, we've brought in Idrissa Gay, who's great defensive midfielder yeah. for us, etc. etc. And yes, Kuman has got them belatedly yeah. running themselves into the ground. But now the next step for Everton is to find players who can get the foot on the ball and alleviate the pressure. Because if we'd have had those a couple of those players last night, it wouldn't have been the, the build and build and build of pressure that eventually saw Everton crack. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I mean I think I said last week that the key to us was was uh, playing as a unit, moving up the pitch as a unit, moving back as a unit and I think in the first half we, we did it we didn't did. we yeah. I think the second half tells what you're saying there which is like we ceased to do that where we, we ran out of gas we were dysfunctional but that was my point we ran out of gas so why did we run out of gas is because we just overheated in the first half I mean we talk about game management is it and we say that like in the second half we burnt ourselves out is that like a criticism shouldn't you manage to get game well, management well, yeah, James McCarthy that was just killed I, I, that I, killed us he what, set the tone and what he did, he, he will set the tone for the whole team. As sad as it is, one player, two or three tackles, and then that's when everyone's up for it. Now, by him not coming out for that second half, literally just he stories Everton's hopes of winning that match. I, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just gonna annoy Scotty again here, and it's it's something that we've we've kept saying. <laughs> I'm not annoyed as it is after last night, Greg. I can, I can, you know, we've had this conversation a million times. I think I want to see a bit more for six million pound a year. 
then plan A, which is to run, press, be physical, get in the face. When that invariably fizzles out for a team that was only 70% fit at the start of the season, what do you do then? Well, OK, then. Let's rewind back. He's had 15 matches in charge. Yeah. Let's rewind back to the last time we played Liverpool and got our backside smacked 4-0 at Anfield and it could have went anywhere. It could have been 5, 6 or 7. We still lost the game. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yes, does he? If that ball hits the post and studded and goes wide, we don't have this conversation. Everton have improved. No, I think we do. Because last conference. season. No, I think we've got uh, the conversation look, about top look at, Yeah, Look at the attitude. Yeah. Look at the attitude of yeah. the Everton players from that match last night compared to the oh, one yeah, in, I, in I May. I totally agree with that. In, before, in April, before, so totally we're just, different. We're just talking about the, 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 what went wrong last night and what went right. And my point is, is and I think I, what I saw on the telly at the end, is that we're saying that we burnt out in the second half. And what, when we talk about game management, is it right that you set up your tactics and are you formation, whatever. So you so by sort of fifty minutes into the game you're knackered. You know, so what other options what, what's his other option then for Cumin to play? Is he's got he's basically got the players he's been yeah, held with Okay, he? but what's sorry, his other alternative? Well no, but what I'm saying, in terms of setting out the team is is set it up to, to to last the ninety minutes. Last night I you know, we we punched ourselves out by about thirty minutes to be honest with you. Klopp knew night. Klopp knew they were gonna do it. He said as much. Yeah. He said we're gonna have to weather an initial storm. And then, and, and the, the way they set up and the way they played in the first half told me that's exactly what he knew Everton would do. He, he didn't know he was going to be that bad, Greg. They, they stunk first half. Come out the traps flat and then when Everton fizzle out, they'll start playing in the just, second half. It's what happened. Just going back to the manager then on that, on that point and you know, just trying to get into his mindset. And I don't know whether he would think this or whether people think it's a dangerous strategy. Did he go right? I've got three. I've got four team players really that I can use today. The the first eleven, they'll they'll put their all in for 65, 70 minutes, and then I'll make changes and freshen yeah. it up, and we'll get through. Maybe I don't Maybe. know. I, I'm 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 not I'm not is you got robbed yeah. of two substitutions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I do. To, to, I mean, I, I said that's that's I said to Greg yeah. early on in the game that the subs would be vital, and you know why that's the event yeah. and all that business. But I just wonder whether that's part of his game plan whilst. He thinks right. Well, we don't have the quality in the final third yeah. to alleviate the pressure. So by so the way we will alleviate the pressure is I will make three subs in the middle middle part of the game, and that's the way we'll get through. Yeah, we have basically sorry, the, the, the three the three kids were on the bench, wasn't he? John Joe, Dominic, and Hoggate. Yes, and then you had Gareth Barry Morales. Now that's the bench that speaks volumes there for mm. me, doesn't it? You've got an aging 35-year-old and three kids. See, yeah, and yeah. a fella who just he looks safe and requirements, doesn't he? He doesn't fancy him, obviously, because he's playing kids ahead of him. I mean, I, I actually felt, you know, proven wrong, perhaps, but I felt, you know, in the first half when things were going well and I was looked at the bench and I, I thought, well, he could, he could have decent enough options. Morales at 65 minutes. Calvert-Lewin had done well against Arsenal. He's good in the air. I thought, yeah, that could be. And then Barry just to steady things up, but it didn't work out. I think the reason, sorry, Gav, the reason why he played... Calvin Lewin, from when we spoke to Christoph, didn't we, after the, after the whistle, the Belgian journalist, and he, he was more or less along the lines of, he played Calvin Lewin for his height in the air, yes, yeah, going yeah. direct more, well, which direct Kevin Morales is never going to win an head in his life, is he? Whereas Calvin Lewin will, and he was just looking for that different threat. But, but, he, but on the right wing, you're sort of limited there, aren't you? And we never got ourselves in the position where we could... We never had the ball. Said we never had the ball, <laughs> did we, you know? I mean, it was 27 minutes before Liverpool had a touch in our half, but when you had to look at the, the touches in the, the opposition penalty at the end of the game, I think they had 35, wasn't we? Mm. had seven, which is a big, big sea change. So I think the substitutions and, and didn't help. I mean, the other thing which was disappointing for me last night was the goal. 
with, yeah, yeah, with the mean, aspect of it. Yeah, it was well, <laughs> not, the not the goal, not the goal in itself, but There's a couple the, of the way, the way, the way the goal was allowed to, or the the build up to it, you know, um, that storage was a lot. I mean, storage he's, he's become one of them Liverpool players, isn't he? Where he's mm. become absolutely pain in the in the behind, yeah, isn't yeah. he? He's like their Coyton before then, yeah. he and Russia always always appears to influence derbies disproportionately to the, the amount of time he's on the pitch. And he did that last night, didn't yeah. he? And we allowed him to run. Baines right he was. Yeah. Let him just come inside on his favourite left foot. Yeah, Costly. You don't do that. But there's four, but there's four Everton players at the edge of the yeah. area, isn't yeah. there? Who, who just standing, watching. And that was the first thing. The second thing was, which was, maybe I'm, I, mean, I get the point, it's 98 minutes and stuff. The second thing was, and it's the second time it's happened this season to us, it's, it's where Ashley Williams is standing when the when the shot comes in. He's not like pushed up to the edge of the area, so we've got like a, a, a like a straight line defence. He's standing between three or four Everton players and storage and the goalie, right in the goalie's line, a site where if he's pushed up to the edge of the area where I was expecting him to be, Robles can see that the shot. But it would it would have to me, if he'd have pushed up a little bit, I'm, I, I maybe Slightly critical and also being a bit given Robles a, a degree of, you know, get out. Yeah, get out of life. Yeah. But I think, to me, and that happened to Bernie as well with, with Jackie Elka, where he stood in front of Stecklenberg when he should have been like five or six yards further up the pitch. Mm. And I, I just thought last night, if Williams had sort of been a bit clued up and pushed up, Robles, even though he could have gone down with Storms, would have at least had a better chance. As it was, he was, he was trying to look, wasn't he? To where the ball I, was. That's fatiguing though, mentally. I'm I think so, yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe he's waiting to see if they play it through and he's just giving themselves yeah, a bit of extra cover. Up, yeah. I but, think so, but the centre half plays well yesterday. I think he did. I think Amigi didn't have a kick all mm. game. I think, considering Liverpool had the majority of the ball second half, goalie weren't exactly peppered with shots, no. was he? Did yeah. he have two shots on target all game? Two good saves, one from Stecklenburg. That was and it. one from the corner. Yeah, both from Eno. So that was it. So I thought the centre half's done really well. It just looks to me as obviously. It's set in, hasn't it? The panic at the end where the fans have sensed it, the players have sensed it. Baines lets Sturridge come in on his left foot. He basically, Sturridge basically misses it, doesn't he? Trickles it, it's the post. And then Robles just takes an eternity to get up and try and grab it. And then the, the one thing we did say yesterday was Funes Mori and Ashley Williams, probably the only thing that I fault for yesterday. They were slow to react. Where Mane was quick, he was pouncing straight away he's, to put in. But that's his body shape was naturally. Well, looking that's an attacker's perspective. They will react he, quicker yeah. than a defender. That's just natural. You he can't do anything about that. He did almost exactly the same thing last season for Southampton, Mane, didn't he? At, yeah. that, at the park end, yeah. remember to yeah. equalise? Yeah. He stole in right, just almost on the line to tap it in. I just think that's a natural instinct of an attacker rather than a defender. It's fair yes, yeah, but that's him as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that is the type of player Cumin will want because obviously he brought well, he in Southampton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's. Fit. I, there are some positives, as you're saying, like, you know, they said the two centre halves. I mean, Funes Mori, we said, was a bit of a this, but actually, he was okay. I thought, right, didn't he? Yeah. I thought, yeah. was yeah. sort of actually winning. And I thought, I thought Seamus played really yeah. well last night. And I know you, I think you guys wrote about, like, you know, Firebrand, maybe captain type of stuff. Is he showing the right attitude that perhaps we think that captains in the past haven't been mm. aggressive and sort of. I think he is. I think Seamus is really starting to show. Whatever Tony's been asking for, I don't condone particularly the fact that he sprinted over to to uh, to berate Jordan Henderson, particularly within hindsight. Henderson was probably lucky not yeah. not to have had a badly injured ankle. But I sort of 
I sort of like appreciated it. He was leading. He was leading the charge. Really, he was doing what Liverpool players and you know Gerrard and Carragher yeah. had done. He was sticking up for his team in a Merseyside derby. And I made the point last night in, in the analysis that Coleman is one who I think's been stung by the right criticism that he had no leads on the pitch. Yeah. For me, you saw his body language after his header against Arsenal. Mm. He really wants to be a lead. He's a leader mm. for his country, and he demonstrably wants to do it for Everton. And I like what I'm seeing from Shane. So do you think Everton, well, Koeman in particular, made a bit by not giving um, Coleman the captain? I think, I think Baines didn't uh, stand out as captain. No, of the I think, yeah, I mean, would it have made that much difference? I think he was pretty much captain in the team without the armband. But no, yeah. I think it would have been a better shout than Baines. I think Koeman's given to Baines because he's local. Yeah. What, another thing... I, Look, it's easy to try and point the finger left, right, and centre. And I know, speak, haven't spoken to over the years to the different sports science staff at Everton that they do have top people in situ. We spoke to Dave Billows, really interesting podcast. You know, they are, they employ top people. My concern is something's not right still with James McCarthy, and they've yeah. failed to get a handle on that. And it was so, as we know, so costly again mm. last night. How many times is this lad going to break down? If it was a hamstring again. You're tearing your hair out. I'm sure the medical team are themselves, but that's what they. I'm not being funny. This that's one, what they get paid for. This yeah. one looked more. Again, it, it looked more of like an impact rather than him running and, 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 yeah. and it. Yeah. Wasn't it a go, stretch, was it? Yeah. It just looked like he'd, he hit the ground and it just something. But if that's the case, for which I agree with you, then something arguably still wasn't right. Has with he just hand. got susceptible hands? Well, is it the way he plays? He's just inevitable to pick up. But then do you remember like though? It may be. But do you remember his first season? He almost a full season. He was mm. heading around like he has been against Arsenal and against Liverpool. Yeah. And, you know, there for the case, he got through the full season and it was remarkable. He never seemed to be injured. I don't know. Phil, interestingly, Ronald Koeman said after the game, and he said he was happy with the performance to give, to give him his all. What do you think he said to them players after the whistle in the changing room? Um, we had a brief conversation with Ed and Valencia and I asked him that question and he said he was very calm and was, it was quite not positive, but said pretty much what he'd said in the press. You played well. Let's we kind of got to move on now. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, Will that hurt the players going into Leicester? Will it do some? Will it do some mental damage? Will it do some mental damage considering how well he played first half and to get done right at the end there? Interesting. Um, it will. It will. You hope it hurts them. I'm sure yeah. it will. Um, he's got to lift them, hasn't he? Absolutely. Mental damage. I don't. It's a good question. It's a good question. Will they have to play the same way against Leicester? Do you know what? I actually think Phil he was right. If that is correct, he was actually right to not turn into them because I think we're past that point. We all know as as you made the point again in your verdict. We know the issues. Yeah. There was no largely when we've had this debate earlier in the pod. There was no general lack of effort. A couple could have done a bit more, but generally speaking, at times they all put in the graft. There's no point turning into them because, as Gav said, God, two months ago, he needs them for a few more weeks and yeah. maybe more in January. What, what would he? Sorry, Gav, what would he have done if you were Ronald Koeman? Then what would you have done different then to set that team up yesterday? Would you have said, listen, play the way Ronald Koeman set up yesterday, get at them like we did against Arsenal? I yeah, absolutely. So we what, all wanted to yeah. see for me that team. That, yeah, that yeah. For, I, I think we overheated. Sorry, Greg. No, no, yeah. yeah. But, um, I want. I suppose I would have. Look, the substitution was to a degree took out of his hand. I suppose in hindsight, I would like to have seen Morales come on instead of Dominic Carver-Lewin. Yeah. Although, you know, we were going direct, so 
again. Yeah. So we I, I suppose I would like to have seen a bit of flexibility once it was clear that the tempo had gone and wasn't coming back. I would like to have seen a bit of a plan B. It'd be interesting to have a look mm. tactically. Um, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to have a look at, at Southampton and how many subs yeah. on average per game he makes, and also have a look at Spurs as well because they're they're seen as like the standard bearers for that pressing game. And I just yeah. wonder whether. Is it too much for us to expect that the starting eleven can get through 80, 85 minutes playing that way, or is it unrealistic, or, well, yeah. or should, or should this be a case of Everton simply aren't still fit enough? Well, I, I think you get it's went to press and stuff like that, isn't mm-hmm. it? And I just I can't stress enough. I, I think we got the pace of the game wrong last night. I think we, if it was a boxer match, we aimed to like finish the fight off in the first five rounds, like and then like sort of yeah. like. And then, as you say, plan B, but actually what happens if it goes beyond five and What, what was the other alternative then? Because quality-wise, they're better than us. Yeah, but to pace the game a little bit better. And to, he wouldn't run them off past us then, No, I don't think... No, if you've got your... They've got better players than us. Yeah, but OK, yeah, but we play, you know, we play better teams in the past and you can still get results, not just necessarily talking about the human. But if you're organised right and you've got the right players and your tactics right, that make it... You don't... We're getting all too obsessed here about pressing and, and all that, is it? It's about tactics and formation and, and, and having your right players on the pitch. So you don't need to necessarily press for 90 minutes at 100% like we did. You know, press for 100% for 30 minutes. You've done it again, against Arsenal. Yeah, but for 20 minutes against Arsenal, yeah. we were sort of a little bit all over well, the place. Well, what about the rest of them at the yeah, we did, But we didn't play for that intensity against Arsenal for 70 minutes. I think we did. No, no, not, 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 not for the first 30 minutes last night. I, I don't think, think we, we did. did. But and also as well, we, we also had the encouragement against Arsenal where we sort of got the beat drew level had and we before yeah, our time it tends to give you a little bit give, give, gives you a little bit extra um, I just thought we got the pace of the game it's wrong di- last night yeah it's difficult though. I know what you mean Gav but say he had for example started Gareth Barry and said well alright we're not going to be able to sustain what we did against Arsenal for 90 minutes so we're going to try and keep the ball I, I see what Tony's saying there materially better than us with the ball and as Gary proved that Gary, Gareth Barry proved and Phil's right and generally speaking he seems to need a game once he's been out an adjustment a transition game and then he gets back on speed so if you do that they might have just scored two or maybe more in that period when we were trying to you know be steady hmm. so we well, could I, have been, I the Derby could have been lost I by just, then I they? just no. think if he would have went out I, I typically to a certain extent what Gav's saying if he would have changed it <laughs> If Everton would have set out differently from the way they would have went out, it, but you would, I think Liverpool would have I suppose, I suppose all I'll say is, though, yeah, you've got to go full throttle. But it's during that period when we dominated, we still didn't register a shot on target. We didn't, but I'm not being funny. Clavin done unbelievably well to get a hold of Ian Brom's shot. The one that was coming in fast, like he only needs to knock it in and Clavin just gets ahead of him. If that goal goes in... But then it's a different yeah, game, isn't just, it? Th- that goes back to the lack of quality, though, doesn't it? Really, and like you've <laughs> still got players in the. You, you, I mean, Lennon will be a prime example who, who's coming to do a job. But how many times does he, get to, does he get to the mm. party? Does Enne Valencia's not good at all? You know, um, he was blowing so, after twenty, weren't he? So, th- so that that's that that's the point. Uh, you know, there about why we didn't create enough. I mean, I think we're danger of overstating how good we were, you know, in the first half. I thought we were all right. And we, I we thought pressed, we were really good, you know. I don't, I don't think we were, you know, when you talk Liverpool about, like, creating chances, no, what Greg we, was yeah. saying, when you talk about, like, playing well and pressing and creating chances and showing quality, 
Did we do all that last night in the first half? No, we, we did. Are we in did, yeah. And that's playing well for me. It's not just yeah, one hundred percent. We in danger of getting seduced by this concept uh, of physicality and pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's part of playing well on in a hole, but that for me isn't playing well. Full stop. All right. Well, that's uh, the flip side to that. This is the second best team in the country. Came there yesterday before the match, and for forty-five minutes they didn't get a kick. That's Everton playing well. I, I you partly. I, I, I didn't get a believe kick. Klopp second guess Koeman and knew what he'd do there. for 30 minutes I think the last 15 minutes was a slightly different uh, in the first half was a slightly different um, game wasn't it um, and the end of the day the possession stats what did we have 32 mm, something like 68 that, yeah. was it like you know which is a, a fair whack um, well what but, we all like think of if you think? you said about Koeman that he went to go and call at them if he would have reserved that in the first half and let Liverpool have some of the ball because they can have some of the ball they've got better players than us if they have the majority of the ball first half, it would have ended up what's going on in the second half, surely, wouldn't it? Well, but it depends. You've you got to play your game. Like when we played at Man City, you know, you not too dissimilar in the way they, they attack. I mean, you're pretty tight with me at Man City. You can't City. do that at home, though, can you, Gav? No, I'm not saying to do that. We should replicate what we did at Man City, but it just shows you if you set up right, you, you know, well, because you're playing a team that attacks well, you don't necessarily concede goals. Mm. Um, I just thought we got the pace of the game wrong last night, and it and it and it, it sort of come back to to uh, to haunt us at the end. Having said that, I think there was on the pitch there were some positives and, and negatives in terms of the players, which I think was good. Um, and let's, I think we we talk about we've had the four this four game mini spell. We spoke about it, me for like you know as much two months ago, wasn't it? And you're mm. saying, you know, what do we expect yeah. out of that? And strangely, you know. The one game I was there for, which is unforgivable, is the Watford game. Yeah, we got a yeah. point against United, which you take. We got a win against Arsenal, which is great. Liverpool, we come within what yeah. three minutes. The one game that we've not really spoken about, and that is getting beat at Watford. Yeah. If we've got a point in Watford, you take you take five points from four games. Okay, don't like losing a derby, but actually, no, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. but we we taken four, and the, it's the game at Watford, and more importantly, the performance at Watford that's let let us down. And I don't think we should see that, that last night result or whatever within the context purely of the derby. It's that four-game yeah. uh, sequence which we've, we've spoken about so much. And we're just one or two points short of what would have been a decent team. And it was the Watford game. Greg, is this becoming more than a psychological barrier now with Liverpool? If Liverpool, that Liverpool team turn up in a different colour kit to Everton beat them, is it more with the fans, the players and everything else? Is it a psychological barrier now? I don't, it's, it's, it's a good question. It's one that we'll all be scratching our heads about last night, today, tomorrow. I don't know if it's overstating it. It's a bit oversimplistic to say it's psychological, although in a sense it must be. But if you look, most of the players that were playing for Everton last night wouldn't have had the psychological baggage of past derbies and disappointments and maybe even, dare I say, inferiority that we have got as supporters, or maybe that Osman or Hibbert maybe mm. had, or Jagielka. Osman and Hibbert aren't at the club anymore. Jagielka wasn't in the squad, as we know. I just... Managers change. There's no inferiority complex yeah, in Koeman's yeah. yeah. locker. Yeah. Far yeah. from it. Yeah. As you say. But then you, you start this podcast rightly demanding, and we all feel the same, change. But it's like... What what has to change? Though? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, is, we could go on for Gary McAllister, Stephen Gerrard, uh, Kite... Yesterday, it's last minute, last minute, last minute, and we've come accustomed to it. So what has to change? Something has to, because yeah. you can't carry on 
your bogey team being your derby okay, rivals. Can, can I, if we look at this game in, in isolation, is it not simply, as, as painful as it may be to sort of sum up, is it not as simple as saying Everton were beaten by a better team? No, because this has been going on for years. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah, about I mean, last night. So what I'm saying is, that, that, was, that was the problem last night. Yeah, the problem has been going on for too long. But I think, and I agree with Greg, I think there's, 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 there's a lot of change now within the playing staff and the coaching staff. That that change in mentality, that I understand yeah. why people talk about it, that, that you know, you've got to change the mentality, I don't think it applies now. I think there's so much change going to happen in the next 6, 8, 10, 12 months that the real test will be when Koeman has got a squad that he goes, that is a quality squad, I'm happy with it, right. Now, so that's when now, you think the mentality will change that, in that, that, 6, that, 12 months' time. It's got to be because it's mm. players. I, I don't know, I understand what you're saying and I totally appreciate people saying and, and, and questioning this mentality and, and the fact that it's gone on for far, far too long. I just feel that things are going to have to change and when we've got a squad that is deemed good, then we'll, then the real test will be. Do you have point of raise, okay, what about Liverpool then? Without going to talk, you know, they've got players who played in their first derby last night, do they just turn up the derby and say, oh, seven, they've got a massive mentality. They, they've got I think a Ever- problem Ever- with us. You know, I think it, I think it's it's a little bit more than that, and I think that than just mentality. It's it's just quality of players. I mean, I've been I've never really understood that logic about oh, it's the derby. You know, throw the phone book out of the window. I've been watching derbies for nearly fifty years, like you know, and in that time, Liverpool have had apart from a couple of years a better team than Everton. And guess what? Most of those years they've beaten Everton, and I think that is it's as simple as that. I mean, the only time where that's not rules not applied is probably the Dogs of War in the mid nineties, where actually Liverpool probably did have a better team for four or five years, but we always got the results. And I think that was probably, I think well, it was the reverse then, where I think they had a, a bit of a problem trying to uh, deal with us there was and our t- intensity. Look, there was a time in the, like the two thousands, the two thousand and five, where they were pretty evenly balanced. Under more used to have a balanced team, and Liverpool. Were, I remember the Benitez team and when when Carsley beat them when we were one 0 for that period we were more or less punching above our weight but we were around about fifth or sixth both of us even the season did I say where they won the European Cup but that season we finished above them yet we went to Anfield and got turned over with ten men yeah it was two it was two one was okay we can't talk about we can't narrow it down to, to games no, what but I'm saying it's is. been going on for far too long and I'm not having that that they're the better side. Well, it's, got to, it's a one-off match. No, 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 but a one-off game. But if you look at it as a group of 20 one-off games, it's a slightly different, it's a slightly different thing, isn't it? Statistically, you, you're going to, the, the, the team who's got a better team over those 20 games is going to win more games, aren't they? That's what, what happens in leagues, doesn't it? One-off league games, one team might be the other, but over 38 league games in the season, the, te- the better teams are always at the top. And, and I think that's basically with me. That's what's happened in the derby. But what needs to change is for us to... You know, so when you're looking on the pitch, at the of see him, he's better than him. He's better than him. Yeah. He's better than him. He's better than him. So guess what? I think we've got a chance of winning this game. And you know, uh, you yeah, know. And, and Tony yeah. said it himself last night. Look, if you really want to get deep into it under the underlying reasons, you only have to point to, you know, the relative lack of investment comparable between the two clubs of the last 20 years. And it culminates, granted, we're, not, we're hopefully on the turn to a much brighter era now and Fahad Mashiri. We've heard the good work he's doing, but so as you said, they brought on Daniel Sturridge. We brought on a prospect from League One. You know that culminated there, but it has got to change, and let's hope it will. Let's hope Mashiri is 
going to ultimately blow away the Americans and anyone else. Mm. And but again, how long do we have to wait for that transition, and that spending power to bed in? I don't know. You well, know. don't you think, Todd, that it's the supporters more than the players? I honestly, I'm not. And that transmits itself sometimes. I to do. The players. I totally. I hate. I'm not blaming fans. They're part of it. I am, but. Evertonians build it up and me myself we're building up we've got to beat them it's our time we've got to beat this one win in 19 and yet the same thing happens again we all knew it eight minutes went up yesterday we knew what was going to happen we knew what was going to happen in the semi-final last year we knew what was going to happen two years ago we can just sense it and I don't know what it is I don't know what you have to do maybe you have to change the whole team the whole 11 players maybe you have to I don't know what you have to do to change it but something has to change because We've been down this road so many times, and the Evertonians I spoke to yesterday, they, they, they're not even bothered because they accepted what was happening yesterday. They sort of knew what was going to happen. They go, do you know what? I'm used to it now. Let's go down the pub and get a pint. Yeah. And that, as sad as it sounds, that's it. They're so used to this now. It's becoming the norm. They're used to it, and it's really sad, and something has to change. I don't know what it is, but something so has just to change. Does that, that, that do you think that, that sort of communicates itself to the players? That actually. Like, say, if we're winning 1-0, and then in the game, say, in the derby, and then Liverpool equalised, like the 2012 yeah. game. Like, I, I mean, I was in the stands for that game, and you could just sense the change in atmosphere in the stands as soon as... I know that happens every time that, when the team equalises against it, but you could just sense... So if, that's, sen- if you know, that still is a problem, this may be very simplistic to say, but if that is a problem, is it therefore Koeman's job to bring in players? You've got the right mentality? Yeah. yeah. Well, he brought, he brought Ashley Williams in, who has got that kind of mentality. I didn't, see, I didn't see, I didn't see Gay Wilt particularly no, last I night. I didn't see many players Wilt. It was you couldn't, as I said before the match. Everyone said to me, "Play like we did against Arsenal, and I'll be happy." And the majority of them players did. They give the same effort. Yet it mightn't have been good enough quality-wise, but as in sheer effort, none of them you could you couldn't argue. It was just that they ran out of gas. Yeah. Tactics are there for all to see. You just don't know what could have happened. But at the end of the day, Sturridge has a shot and it's the post rebound for Manny goes in. Now, if that goes the other way, we're talking about a nil-nil here. Everton had the first half, Liverpool had the second half. That's just the way it is. But as Greg just touched on then, the defining moments, as we just talked about the squads, we bring on a kid from Sheffield United, yeah. Liverpool bring on Sturridge. Sturridge cuts in, has a shot, we've been the kid on, and he looks lost in the derby. That's the difference when you look when a ball boils down to. Just to lighten the mood, of course, I did forecast nil nil, and I was gutted for that. Alone, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, yeah. Especially the libelous uh, comments on Scotty Bet TV about that. my prediction, by the way, which I was going to remind give, them. Uh, Gabba like, will you know, give you that. You're the closest to the, my um, my my, you'd be, my legal team is coming up to your comments that you made. Another thing I said, which I think was born out from a wider thing, is as I said, there wouldn't be a sending off last night. Come hella oh. high water. Because Dean will keep everybody on the pitch. And, been. And, I mean, there was the Lovren thing as well, which is a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? I mean, because Koeman said that. Whether it should have been said, should have got a yellow card. Yeah. If Coleman yeah. gets a yellow, so yeah. should the Lovren, because Lovren runs 20 yeah. yards. So if Coleman yeah. runs 20 yards, well, why didn't, why didn't he get a yellow? It's just a strange one. But I thought the referee was reasonably okay in the circumstances. But I, 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 I get what you say, Toe, but I think it's just it's about quality. It's about getting the quality players in, mm. and that's it. So we're the ones having a shot in the 94th minute yes. and pressing and hitting the inside of the post and bouncing out, yes. not, not defending. Yeah. I, think, I think that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we, I think we've, uh, like Everton, we've sort of blown ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> All the fury and the spite and the rage. Um, I, I, I just think, sorry, I just think there were some positives last night that we've got to take. 
and, and, and the, from both the Arsenal and Liverpool games in terms of playing. So I think just I, I'd leave it on that. Just point. briefly, I'd look at the last time we played Liverpool and look at the contrast. Mm. Yeah, fair point. Let's hope that uh, maybe, maybe before this season's out, we're talking in a more positive sense about the derby. Thanks for listening, and sorry for being miserable in the, in the <laughs> Christmas week, but what did you expect? Cheers.